0: To the Local Bar Podcast with your host Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the local bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you can be, you can decide to spend some time with us today for that. We're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you get your good and your bad podcast. If you're a fellow podcaster on the Libsyn Network, we'd love to connect with you over there. You want to be a part of the show. You know someone who would be a great part of the show. Uh, you've got a, a an email, a message you want to get to the show. Head on over there to our Facebook page, Local Bar Media. Send us a message over there. I've gotten a lot lately. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, first up, I, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people, and I've kind of been remiss in 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 one of these. First, I want to say congratulations to a friend of the show, Lisa Mustard. Lisa's got a, a a podcast. She's been on here before. I've I've been over on her show as well. We have talked. It's it's my fault. It has not moved forward about a, another project. Uh, she is a wealth of ideas, uh, but Lisa's, Lisa's a great person. And Lisa started a show, uh, a little while back and it's, uh, it's, it's, I'd, I'd say it's primarily about therapy. I mean, it, it is it's the therapy show, <clears throat> but, um, she really gets along around to talking about a lot of different things. Lisa's also very big into, uh, health and fitness and she's done, she has a, an incredible story. Uh, starting back when, when you really get into it When she was like about 26 years old uh, To where she is now She is 40 something I've been married enough times To know that you don't tell that I, I think she does I don't I don't know I want to say I, I think I know her age Because she's talked about it openly Maybe she did I don't know I don't want to get in any trouble here But I want to say a big congratulations to her She is uh, crossing the 100 show mark And, and that's, that's a big thing you know, whenever anybody wants to start something, they wonder how long it's going to be around. Not only that, I know what it's like to do a show that's predominantly uh, interviews. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to keep on a schedule. And she is she has kept up a pace that's pretty imp- impressive. But the, the thing about it is, one of the things when she and I have talked personally away from the microphone, we, we both have a desire to only put out good material, material that would be we would be proud of. Um, I've said a couple of times there are a few shows that you've never heard and you never will uh, because I just went ahead and skipped the weeks because <laughs> they were just that bad. And some other times I didn't feel like there was much to say, so we, we just skipped those two. I have the ability to do that because nobody pays me to do this. Lisa, though, has a uh, commitment uh, to the people that she speaks to and for every week. And so I want to say a big congratulations to her. That 100 episode uh, milestone is a big one. And it's a it's an incredible uh, it's an incredible moment uh, to relish in the commitment and uh, the really good shows that she's done. If you've never checked it out, check her out. You can find her on Facebook. It's the easiest way to get into what she's doing. She she's got a lot going on. So Lisa Mustard, just like the condiment. Um, look her up, and it's a, it's a it's a great show. Uh, and all the work that she does is fantastic, and we're we're really, really, uh, really impressed with the with the job that she's done. The other thing is, I, I'm so bad, I'm so bad at this. I've got friends when I'm on their shows, I I rarely bring it up on this podcast, and like I and I and I should because it's fun to sometimes go onto a show, and 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 be in a different seat than I am here on this one. not that I'm really a different person, but it just, it's, it's different. There's not a show where I get to be a completely, (laughs) completely different person though. Then when I go on the riot house podcast, I've Billy and Eric are awesome dudes. I I've, I've enjoyed their friendship. I think they're uh, both two absolutely incredibly great guys. And, um, really, really love who they are. They care about their communities. They care about their friends. They, they embody a lot of what I talk about on the show. And quite frankly, there's, there's a, there's a lot I see in how they treat other people that I even aim to be. They're great guys. Billy did a show though on Riot house podcast that I've, I've been trying to think of a time when I could bring it up and in doing so I've gone too long. Um, Billy did a show on, a sh- on his show, which if you... I'm just going to give you a warning, Mom. If if you're listening and you decide to go to Riot House Podcast and listens to the ones that your boy's on, language is a little bit... It's a little bit rougher. The, the comedy is a little bit raunchier. Don't listen to it with the kids in the car, okay? But uh, I do have a, a great time with them and appreciate them. And back in September... Billy did an episode and it was just on his own and it is brilliantly done. It's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh it's about his sobriety. And um I don't know that it could have been told in a better way um by anybody else. It's every now and then you'll see someone and, and you never know how planned it is. Um how much how much effort there is, how much of a script they're following, although a lot of times you look at it and say, ah, this is too good. This isn't scripted. This, for some reason, is them connecting with themselves and putting it into an art form and it working. I, I see it sometimes in movies. We see it mostly in songs. It's not something that comes across in this medium. I see it in stand-up comedians. If you saw Norm McDonald's last thing that he recorded, like, over a Zoom call. Oh, it's, 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 it's Norm. It's brilliant. Uh, a couple of Dave Chappelle's uh, last few uh, Netflix, especially the Sticks and Stones. Oh my God! In that moment, it's brilliant, just just brilliant. I I don't know that I've ever uh, heard Billy really hit one out of the park musically, uh, or, or, like he did with his podcast. It is uh, it's the Riot House podcast. You can find it. On Spotify, all the places you find us. Um, And it was the one from September, I believe, 15th. Um, And it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's something that that everybody should listen to. Um, And I I know some folks that that, that are dealing with some substance abuse and they're wondering about life on the other side of it. Billy is a guy that is in rock and roll. He's been in music all his life. And uh, I don't think that he ever won't be. And, uh, how he talks about it and his family. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, the, the personal way he gets into it is something worth going and checking out. So if you haven't done that, uh, please, uh, please go and, and, and check that out. All right. I've gotten a ton of, of messages. (laughs) This happens about every four years. I'm not used to this every, every two years. Um, but I've gotten a lot of messages. I've gotten a lot. Like, um, it makes me wonder why I've gotten so many messages because I've I've really haven't put out a lot of shows lately, and and they're they're now on the way. Uh, this is kind of an introduction, I guess, to I would call this the next season, um, to what we're what we're going to be doing and, and where we're going to be moving to. Uh, I've got some really cool uh, interviews set up I've got a couple of other brilliant ideas but they're with close personal friends who I think have basically told me before that they would never be on here and I'm, I'm gonna get them on just, it's just gonna have it's just gonna happen it just it's gonna flow with what I've got going anyway but I've gotten a lot a lot of things about uh this time of year because it's politics season and because there's a big time midterm, as a matter of fact, if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard, this election coming up in November, this election coming up is the most, wait for it, you haven't, you've never heard this before. You've never heard this, okay? Hang on. The most important election of, wait, there's one more, there's two more words, wait, our lives. It is the most important election of our I don't know if y'all have heard that or not. It's never been said before. No, nary a politician has ever said it. This is not a political show. I know we get into stuff about politics. I appreciate people wanting to know my um, viewpoint on some things. I, I really do appreciate that. I, I don't mean to belittle that. That means a lot. I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> but I appreciate you. Look, I, I try to be... Uh, very objective, very pragmatic. And, And maybe that's why people want to know what I think. It doesn't mean that they agree with me. They just want to hear maybe an opposing side or maybe a side that they agree with or maybe a side they haven't ever thought of. I appreciate all that. But I... I don't, I'm never going to make this a a political show. We may have guests, we may have moments, but I'm never going to be a let's break down the elections and where we should vote and how we should strategically look at our voting and what we need to do and should we be someone who works with both sides or do like all that kind of stuff. I, I don't care about it. If you want to talk to me about it, buy me a beer. We'll sit and talk. I, I don't mind doing that. I, I'm not opposed to it. But this show is not going to be the um, the uh, the outlet for that. There is something though that bothers me greatly, and, and I'm reminded of it every year. This time every year, and um, I don't I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show before. Um, but it was like, yeah, do I talk about? all the issues that are going on right now do I ignore them no there is one issue that I need to bring up and it's something that I don't want to say I'm embarrassed by um but it is is something that troubles me and I'm almost embarrassed to bring it up I I think that's really the way to, to, to say it I am uh I, I don't want it to be something that uh, makes you think differently of me. And I, I think I'll worry about that. You know, there are some things that we don't mind talking about, but every now and then you you just don't know how other people are going to take it. And some people might. It might hit home with them really hard in the opposite way that it hits me. And could it mess up a friendship or two? Yeah. I mean, that that's that in today's society, that happens a lot. And I got this thing. That, that bothers the, the mess out of me. And um, I don't know. I've never heard anybody else say it. So I, I figure maybe this is the time to just get it out there because there may be some of you that, that view this as an issue as well. I cannot stand the song, The Monster Mash. I can't. I can't. I cannot. I can't. I cannot do it with that song. So I I'm, I'm somebody who has you you put me in front of a movie. I have got a willing suspension of disbelief like you I start watching a movie about space. I'm in space. I know I'm on this couch but I'm in space. I'm sitting on Saturn's third ring watching this. I'm fine with it I'm watching a, a superhero movie. I am I, like I'm right there in the middle of it. I live in Gotham City. I am, I will immerse myself as soon as I get into a movie. I don't like going to a movie talking to anybody. I'm I want to immerse myself in it. I'm going to be there even with if it's a horrible movie. I'm going to be there. I can't do it with with music. I I can't. I I comedians. I get jokes. I'm telling people all the time online. Somebody starts getting mad because somebody put something funny up and I'm like, "Hey, there are these things called jokes." You know, I, I like I'm absolutely fine with that. Can't do it with music. I have no idea why I have no explanation for this, but nothing makes me more incensed than that monster mash song. Why? Oh, I'll tell you why I will tell you why, because the monster mash is about a song that you have no idea what it sounds like. Oh no. See the monster mash is about the song, the monster mash, but it's not the monster mash. It is telling the story of people listening and dancing to the Monster Mash, but you don't get to hear the Monster Mash ever since I was a kid. this bothered the crap out of me. Same kind of thing. I loved watching old black and white uh, television shows when I was a kid. Um, UHF 21 for any of you that grew up in the Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson area. Uh, used to play them all the time at night. And I loved, I loved black and white television shows. Again, willing suspension of disbelief the the uh, the title song to Mr. Ed used to kill me because you think about it think about it think about you're listening to the song you're not watching you're just listening to the song and at the end for those of you that are old enough to remember it it's like you've never heard of a talking horse Well, listen to this I am Mr. Ed you know it, it does that right I don't know who that is that doesn't prove to me that that's a horse. That's just some dude singing into a microphone. I didn't prove this enough. What do you mean listen to this? By the way, have you ever seen what they did <laughs> to make that horse talk? Ah, oh, it's terrible. I don't know. It may be an old wife's tale. I better not spread it. I don't really know if that's true or not. Look it up. It's either peanut butter on the roof of his mouth or they did something else. I don't know. It, it, either way, either way. Uh, I I can't stand that. I don't know what it is about about songs, something about songs. Like you have to be particular, about. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy all music, but there's some that just rub me the wrong way and I can't fully explain it. Like I can't, I can't give you a reasonable explanation except for what I just said. This is not a joke. I hate the Monster Mash that bad. It drives me that crazy. (sighs) Thank God I don't have to go out and uh, debate with people about the Monster Mash every single day because I'm going off feeling and emotion and not really really getting to the core of what could be not that big of a deal and just because it comes around on a, and, and, and I know I understand that Mariah Carey is over there thawing out but that song's just annoying right that song's just one you hear all all the time it's not you know Everybody loves that Mariah Carey song. And it's like here's here's George Michael with Last Christmas. You just ignoring that? All right. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's just something that just makes me incensed. Sometimes I just need an outlet for it. That's why I don't want to talk about politics on this show. That's why. It's not that you're wrong. It's how you feel. It's where you think things should go. But every now and then, instead of having a regular discussion about what we should be talking about, about things that really do affect us, we don't. We jump to these extremes. We forget what anybody else is saying. We completely ignore what our political leaders are supposed to be doing. We call each other's names and we divide each other even more. And most of it, not all, but most of it is fueled off of some type of emotional response to something that's going on today. I, I'll, I'll tell you, this phrase gets me in a lot of trouble, but I will tell people that what goes on nationally nationally doesn't really affect their day-to-day life. Chad, oil prices? Yeah, okay, I get that. But when they talk about a ton of other things, they could affect your life, but they're probably not affecting your life today. And if that's the case, maybe pull down the emotions a little bit. I've gotten questions like you wouldn't believe, over the past uh, couple of weeks. I'm, i am I tell you what. i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to answer the two biggest ones I get. Chad, what about the state of our democracy and where we are and the safety of our children? One of the biggest things I get on that is the things going on in schools, and I hear from my friends that are my conservative Republican friends, and we need to do more to protect what's going on in schools. I hear you. I hear you. I'm not one for changing the Constitution. I'm one who believes the Constitution is great and I also don't think uh, we need to do anything to the Second Amendment. but let me ask you something Republican friends. if you want everyone to believe that you are okay with security in our schools, why why is it that whenever we've had Republicans in office, we're not putting we're not putting metal detectors in, in all of our schools. That we're not looking at how to have resource officer. I'm wondering why we don't take a lot of these vets that we have that are having a hard times finding jobs and have them run security at some of these schools. I, you know, like I, it, I mean, there's 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 a lot of pros and cons to some of that stuff. I get it. Oh, because it looks bad, Chad. It looks bad when I drop my kid off at a school it has got a metal detector on it. Oh, really? Because every single airport, every single federal building. As a matter of fact, every time you take your kid to a sporting event. Every time I take my kid to Carowinds, y'all forget it. They're used to metal detectors. I'd rather worry less about optics and more about safety. But, but, but you're not doing that. So let me ask you something, Republican friends, with all your Republican folks that say they stand by the Second Amendment, but they don't want to do other things for security. Ask your, ask your political leaders why not? Why aren't you doing it? I'm sure there are groups that don't want it, but are we, are we talking about security or are we not? Are we holding out a carrot on the end of a stick? Maybe we'll get to that. Let's talk about it a little bit more. Tell you what, you vote for me and we'll, we'll make sure it happens. Oh, come on. I've heard that story before. Don't laugh too hard, Democrats. <laughs> I have talked about it on this show. I talked about it years ago. I want to talk about it right now. Oh, the women's rights for the abortions. It's up for debate. It's up. It's. It, we'll never have it. They're taking it away. Let me ask you a question. Seriously. And I've asked it on this show before. Never had anybody give me an answer. I've asked it to my friends that are political folks that are Democrats. Can't get an answer. In 40 years, Democrats have had a super majority eight times. Why did they not codify that? Why did that not make it a law? They had a super majority eight. You had a chance twice under Obama. Twice. Super majority eight times. Never happened. Why? Why didn't it happen? Because there's always got to be a carrot on the end of the stick. You and I, and, and we were all laughing at the beginning of this show. When I started out by saying that this is the most important election of our lives. And we were laughing because we've heard it every election since we've been alive. At least us Gen Xers have. Every. Every election. Why? Why? They've been talking about reproductive rights since I was born. We've been talking about what to do with schools since Columbine. That was 1998. There's always a carrot on the end of the stick, and there's always a way to get you to pay attention. Sure. There's always a, get, a way to get you to, to to watch the TV where the ad revenue is going. Sure and it usually is around these emotional things. There are some of you that are so mad at me right now for even bringing this up. Why, just because I brought it up? Yes, because, Chad, you don't understand how important it is. Well, then ask yourself a question. Why is it that the people that you keep voting for have never done anything about either one of the two? And these are just two. This is just two. This is two things. This is two. I haven't even gotten into what? I I could pick what? We could pick six, seven? Like hot national topics six or seven I'm just I'm spitballing we could couldn't we what does this have to do with my man Billy riot and Lisa mustard I'm gonna tell you right now most of the time whenever anybody asks me about starting a podcast and what to do you know, there, there's there's some about how do you promote it Um how long does it need to be? What days do you put things out on? I, I still fool around with all that. This show's coming out on a very strange day. Just because I want to give something a shot. Um, The biggest thing, though, that people will ask is, what do I do? How do I get started? Lisa said on her last show uh, that one of the things that she learned real quick was uh, to be herself. That the people that kept tuning in wanted to hear her. I've heard Jesse Kelly say that before, that if you uh, if you want to start a show of any kind, get really good about being you, because if you don't get guests, you still need to have a good show. That's, that's an interesting way to put it. The thing I think is most important is finding exactly what it is that you want to say. Since 2015 there is one thing above anything else that I've wanted to portray uh that I've wanted to say that I've wanted to use the guests on this show that that spin towards the positive. Yes, we try to do interesting and funny stuff. But I love getting national folks on this show to promote the show. But that's not the that's not the bulk of what we bring on here. My daughter's been on this show what nine times? Nine times. It's because what's in your circle matters the most. What's in your reach matters the most. Why? Because it's what happens in your daily life, and it's the only place where real changes are being made. There used to be a saying that was all politics is local, and that's bullcrap. That's made up by politicians to get you to go out and vote. It's bullcrap. The truth of the matter is, is what happens federally does not always affect. It, it probably does. Don't let me make light of that too much. It, it can. I understand that. Uh, sure, what we're dealing with with inflation, with with world problems, <laughs> we certainly learned our lesson with COVID, or we I, 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 maybe we didn't. I don't. That's a whole other thing. Um, but it should also go the other way. What happens locally should spurn what should happen nationally. The changes that we're able to make, the way we're able to work together as communities, the way we're able to come together in our schools, showing those successes should be what what is a, what is a, a, a roadmap for how to fix things on a larger scale rather than, hey, everybody, here's a degree that goes across the, the land. This is what you should do. Lisa and Billy both started their podcast for two totally different reasons. Believe me. And I've been on both of them, but there are both people that didn't sit around and wait for the perfect time for something to happen. They didn't turn around and wait to have the perfect guest. They didn't sit around and say, well, not just yet. Hey, it's coming soon. No, they didn't. They just got out there, put their feet on the pavement and started moving. Too many times we put our faith into things that promise us, but don't deliver. I talk a lot of crap about politicians, and I stand by it. <laughs> I've met a couple of uh, folks locally that I, I appreciate. I'm not best friends with them. I'm not going out and having drinks with any of them. I, I still feel like there's a, there's a superficialness to anybody that wants to run for office. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anybody by saying that. I just I just kind of stand by it. But I, I do think that there are people that want to make things better for their community, and and their heart is really in that. And I've seen it locally. I've never seen it nationally. I have never, and I've met some. I I've never met a a on a national level politician and, and thought that they were somebody I wanted to spend more than 10 minutes with. Never. Never. Ne- never. Too many times we put our faith into celebrities and what other people that don't even live anywhere in our world or would even understand our world. And keep in mind, people change. Sure. This person may have grown up in the middle of Utah, but when they moved to DC and got involved in that, there's something that happens. And I don't think a lot of people get this. You see this in, I think mostly in journalism. I'd say ever since cable news started, but you can really see it in journalism you certainly see it in the sporting world. I, you know, when I dealt with that uh, for a part of my life, I could see it. When people get around major cities, they, they, they worry more about what the people in those areas think. I get it. Think about this: when you go to work, you want to be friends with the people you work with. You want to be in with the in crowd. It's it doesn't leave you when you leave high school. You you want to be. I don't want to say you want to be liked by everybody that's around you, but. You certainly don't want to find yourself in a circle that you don't fit in, right? Right. So even though somebody may have come from small town USA, when they get to the big city, things change, values change. Maybe not completely, but then all of a sudden if you want to keep playing in the sandbox, you've you got to toe a certain line every now and then. There are two Americas. They're not the Americas that your leaders are telling you are two Americas. There are two Americas. There's one that's lived on a certain level and another one that's lived on ours. I like ours better. But the But the struggle is always the struggle is always there at some level. We get so focused on things that are out of our control or outside of our reach, we let them really stew inside us. We find other people in social media somewhere else, and we start to think that, "Look at all these people that that feel this way that I do that are so incensed about the damn monster mash." When really, I would have to go all over. I could get, I could get on a Reddit page. I guarantee dang to you, I could I could start a Reddit page. About how much I hate the Monster Mash. And I bet you I I could have like 50 people on there. Yeah, me too? Don't even get me started on the Transylvania twist. No one even knows what the hell that is. Like it could, it could, it could, it could be 50 people deep. I'd say a week. Now that doesn't mean that there's a great worldwide hate against the Monster Mash. But I could do it, and you know I could do it too. You know I could. It'd be very easy for me to suddenly be able to do that. We have to quit treating our politics that way. We have to quit treating the way we run our, our groups. I, and I'll tell you this. Same thing with churches. Some of y'all will go to churches, and I hate to say this, that, that aren't that aren't focused on the right thing. They're just not. They're focused on being cool. They're focused on feeling butts in the seats. They're focused on uh, the the optics, what we are. They're focused on where their stance is in the community. And there are other ones that are just trying to bring people in the door and say, have a seat. We'd love to have you. I don't have a problem calling churches out. Now, I, I will tell you this. there's some of you that are cheering me for this because you are more ag- agnostic. I, I hear you. One of the things that, that, that gets me kind of riled up is something that I saw the other day too. Oh, what is a Christian nation? I don't know what that is. And everybody's starting to get kind of um, been a tizzy over that. Not all of our forefathers were Christian. They didn't believe in all this kind of stuff. Look, I get it that that's up for a debate with some folks. And I think it's more of a talk about principles, which obviously it's probably wouldn't be bad if we, I think we could all fess up. We we need, we need a little bit of that. I'm not just saying church. I'm just saying principles in our lives. Uh, Penn Gillette's a guy that, that I really look up to who, who is atheist. There's a lot of people think they're atheists. They're actually agnostic, but he is flat out atheist. Get it. He really looks up to his parents, and he holds them in high regard. What their principles and values were. We we need more people to be like that to ha- to 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 look up to. We need to be that example to kids more. I go on this tangent for a long time. That's a whole other thing. So there's a place for both of those to live. And preachers don't like it when I say it. Atheists hate it when I say it. So I'm right down the middle on this, and I'm fine with that. But it is it is funny to me. I get I do get beef I do get beef for for, for being Christian. And I don't care. <laughs> uh, it is funny though, uh, because people will put me, um, sometimes when I get the, when I get the really nasty emails, they're like, yeah, well, you know, Christians are like this and they're all like this. It's like, yeah, I get that the Westboro Baptist churches like that. They're freaking terrible. I hate them. They shouldn't be going around there doing all this kind of crap. Yeah. Well, they're Christian. It's like, all right, well, you know, I, I know some guitar players that suck. But that doesn't mean all guitar players suck. I know this one actor is awful. That doesn't mean every actor is awful. I know this one person that pulls for the Washington Commander. No, they're all terrible. But other than that, we it's just this this whole thing. We we it's this weird dichotomy. We're a tribal group. We want to be in our own groups. We want to be in groups. Just like I want to create my Reddit page. I want to create my Reddit page for people that hate the Monster Mash. And I'm going to do that. And you'll go out here and create your Reddit page for people that love the Monster Mash. And we're gonna get caught up because, yeah, I was really pissed about it. But now I've got friends that are pissed about it. So now we're now if you don't like Halloween music, you're a crappy person. But well, if you do like Halloween music, it means you want people to like Christmas music dead. And then and it gets into all that. And this sounds ridiculous, but some of you, if some of you are connecting the dots here, <laughs> yes, we live in an insane world. Each one of us has some crazy thing about us that we can't I, I've, My buddy Hank, uh, Hank Thorpe, who I've, I've brought up on the past couple of shows, told me one time. He told me again recently. He likes it whenever I I, I spin off on some of my my ideas that may not be very mainstream. And uh, it, it caused a conversation one day with somebody else and said, why don't you do a show? about your most unpopular opinions. It would floor you if I just said my top five. You, everyone listening into this show would probably stop listening. <laughs> you probably, at least two of my top five would offend everybody, everyone everyone. Why? Because not everybody thinks the same way I do. Guess what? Your top five would probably do the same thing if you had to stand up to this microphone and speak into the internet. Not because it's so crazy, but because everybody's so dialed in to themselves and their group, no matter how far spread out they are, as long as they exist. It's one of the it's one of the fallacies of the internet and what it's done for us. Sure, it's allowed for shows like this to reach people that I would never reach. It's allowed for me to have an audience I would never have if this was on the AM station in the in the city that I live in, which is basically what this would be. I wouldn't even have a tenth of the uh, of the listening audience that I have. So there's a beauty to that as far as being able to connect people. But there's a fallacy to that. That sometimes when we get connected, it allows for our thoughts, especially the negative ones, for some reason, to grow at an exponential rate. In, in in a way, they become the focus for us reaching out to other people. I don't know why this is. It's something that over 20 years we've seen on the internet. A few years ago, they they created this artificial intelligence that took Twitter. It was a, I can't remember. It was a, they gave it a female name. And it sat and it ran its algorithms throughout Twitter for, I don't know what the period of time was. And then they let it start printing out what it was thinking. And it was like complete Nazi. And I don't mean Nazi in the way everybody calls the other one Nazi. I'm talking pure, like we're talking pure fascist, Nazi, Aryan race, Nazi. Why? Why? because it was seeing so much negativity because it was seeing the way that we spit things out and taking it as being a part of our discourse that would be true to form. If we were in the uh, public square, the actual public square, not the virtual one. And so that disconnect is crazy. And the longer we go, Living with that as if it's okay, as if that virtual reality, that second life is now becoming just another part of our first life, for all of you old school gamers, that suddenly, even when we get in person, it's almost like people don't know how to act anymore. I've wondered, I've wondered for a time now, and I, at first it was part of a joke in a stand up routine. Now it's something that I actually, honest to God, believe. I wonder if we took away dating apps from kids in college, if they knew how to, if they would know how to date. Seriously, I wonder what the percentage would be that could pick someone up at a bar. And I understand that in today's age of everybody getting their feels hurt, that uh, it's a little bit harder and there's some obstacles there. I get you. I, I completely understand that argument. But I, I wonder, and it's and it's purely, it's purely out of the interpersonal communication aspect of it. So why do I say all this? Because in a couple of weeks, we're going to flip out. We will have, we normally have what I call Overreaction Wednesday every four years. For those of you that are new to the show, Overreaction Wednesday happens after Election Tuesday, as long as it's not George Bush and Al Gore. And what happens is is that everybody who wins, man sunshine and rainbows for the rest of our lives and it's great and there ain't gonna be any problems and racism is dead and then everyone who uh, their person loses we're doomed democracy is over we'll never have a democracy again even though we're a representative republic it's done that's that's all it is Well, we're going to have it this year Because of the internets and the way that we live And the way that all the stuff that I've been talking about And people getting incensed over the monster mash on Reddit boards You're going to have people flip out Because, well, I don't know if you've heard this or not But this is the most important election of our lives Because we're going to, whether we like it or not Put people in office that aren't going to do anything it's been that way for years. Oh, they'll do something. Somebody will get something passed. Somebody will slide something by. And it just gives everybody more fodder for the next election, which will be, by the way, in two more years, the most important election in your life. Just I just, I'd circle it on your calendar. I'm not really here to belittle elections or what we're doing. I just want you to remember that over the next few days, when um when November comes and that first week goes by, uh, your life is not going to change. You're still going to drive your kids to school in the same line. Gas may fluctuate. We'll see where it goes. Interest rates probably going up a little long, while longer. You're still not going to get what you want out of climate control stuff. There's still not going to be any more safety in our schools. All that kind of stuff happens. Why? Because everything that I'm telling you about right now is what we're sitting around looking at the federal government saying, when are you going to fix it? Lisa must have decided one day that she wasn't okay with just being a therapist. She wanted to reach more people, make more people, make people more happy, make more people happy. Find a different way to do it. Not only that, but also instill part of what she does with her fitness. Billy wanted to talk. Wanted to be funny. He's a musician, but wanted to do something on a different level. Found a way to promote his music and his friends. I've seen more stuff about punk rock music in this state that I never knew happened. All because of Billy. And not just because of my friendship with him, but because of the promotion that he's helped create. And then every now and then he takes a show like he did with his sobriety and knocks it out the park and reminds you, reminds you, you got to look deep inside everybody. And it's not just all superficial. Both of these people, since my wife and I have moved, both of these people live within seven blocks of this studio. It's three of us. And I'm going to tell you that the people that we've reached, yes, even patting me on the back here a little bit, the people that we've reached, the things that we've been able to do, the folks that we've been able to put together and watch them collaborate and move forward, that has done more than any, any ballot you've ever cast. So what do I want you to do today? Go start your own podcast if you want. And if you do, Lisa's got a great episode about how to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm done trying to explain it to people. i just pointing people towards Lisa now. She's got a great episode about it. Start. She's got it down. She started out better than I did. Man, when I started this back in 2000, it really started in 2014. It was cutting through the jungle with a machete. And now she's got a roadmap to get on the highway real fast, okay? But how about look around and see what, what means something to you? Listen, if you're worried about federal policies, if you're worried about that, if that's really where your heart is right now, then keep doing that. I get you. I understand you and I and I hope I hope for the best for what you're trying to do, if what you're trying to do is 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 for the best for people and individuals. I, I really do. And I really hope that you go out there and make a change. But when the election day is over, Your job shouldn't be done. There's a lot we can do in this world. There's a lot we can reach. Be passionate, but don't let that rule you. Have a plan, but don't wait for perfection. That's not an oxymoron. It's reality. Too much emotion will lead you astray. I've told people this anytime someone's asked me for advice, usually young guys, the first thing I tell them, never be obsessed with, with anything, never anything. The moment you say you're obsessed with something, you have lost rationality. Forget it. Come back to it when you can be objective. Plan. Plan. What's the old saying? If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Yes, but don't wait for things to be perfect and don't think your plan is so rigid you can't change it. You're going to have to. Life does not care. But go make a difference. And the biggest way you can do it, go meet your neighbors. Go to your local bar and have a conversation with people. Maybe don't make it about politics or religion, damn it. And really, here's what's really on my heart with this. Go to Thanksgiving. You've got friends and people that love you and you just don't go. You've got family that that just drive you nuts so you don't go. You're always looking for an excuse to not go. Let's quit doing that. If you can't be with friends, if you can't be with family, be with friends. Be with neighbors that you don't know. Look for those people that probably don't have someone. And if you are someone that's planning on doing Thanksgiving by yourself, don't. It's important. No, not because of the holiday or what it's supposed to stand for Or or anything like that It's really cool that in America We have picked a day where Whether anybody understands the real reasoning behind it or not Or who cares And please don't start with the crap about Christopher Columbus And the pilgrims and all that junk I'm not getting into any of that What I'm saying is it's a time that we all get together And sit down and seem to be having a good time together Or at least it reminds us of who is important And where our circle is Go do it Go do it, and don't forget it. Bring somebody with you. It is important that we get back to being human beings, not telephone numbers that we text. It's time for us to get back to being neighbors and not Twitter handles that we throw insults at. It's time for us to get back to being individuals in a city that live and work and celebrate together that go through the ups and the downs that check on each other that when they have a problem with their house, we're coming over to help fix it. It's time for us to quit being people who just see each other's a role on Facebook and we think we got to live up to that because we don't want people over if our house isn't picture perfect in the fifteen seconds they're watching a video on our Instagram. We we can't do that. We have to quit living in sound bites and start living in the real world. Because we have lost touch with each other. And it's causing a generation to lose touch with themselves. More on that on another day. I want to say congratulations again to Lisa for her 100th episode. I want to say congratulations to Billy for an extremely gutsy episode. I'm blessed to know people like that. I love that this podcasting has not only given me an outlet, but it has connected me with people a million times more than I ever thought that it could. I am the luckiest guy you know. I'm very thankful for all of you, whether you email me or not. I'm glad that we get together like this. Let's get together for real sometime. No, not just me. I mean, yeah, you see me somewhere. You want to grab a beer. By the way, my band is playing. If you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area, we're playing at the Chili Cook-Off in Five Points on November 12th. I think we play at 12. See me afterward. I'll have a drink with you. But... But just get back to those people that you miss. Get back to those people that you enjoy hanging out with. Forget looking for people that go with your crazy notions on the internet and feel like it's one of the top issues of the world. It's probably not. And really, you only gotta listen to the Monster Mash until they start that damn Mariah Carey song in like another five minutes it'll be on the radio. We're we're people. We're not numbers, we're not We're not pictures on the internet. We're people. That's what's the most important. Don't forget that. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab. But if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. I know you better than you think you know yourself. You're not so different.